excited to preach it. Okay, uh, and so this is one of those sermons. I don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't attend seminary. I didn't go to seminary, so I don't know how to construct a sermon. So for 15 years, I've been constructing sermons uh, by the Spirit, exactly. And when I'm when I'm preparing a sermon, if if y'all want a little insight on how to prepare a sermon, I get a lot of information. God gives me kind of gives me a a picture of what He wants me to share. And, uh, and the word for this is the last of the X-Files series, and, and the word for today is expand. Say expand. And uh, so this is the last, because I said it's a summer series, so I'm going to be true to my word. This is the last Sunday of summer. Did you know that? Next Sunday is fall. It's autumn. So uh, I get these words, and then I begin to seek out what he wants me to speak on. And then I get a lot of information, because there's just a lot of information through commentaries and the Bible studies and all these and then, and then I have to go whittle it back down to really what, God, what do you want to say to your people? Because I, I could sit here for three hours and talk to you about what the scripture, about the prayer of Jabez. I could. And, and I haven't even looked at the prayer of Jabez in, since probably when it first came out or when Bruce Wilkinson wrote the book. Uh, how, how many of y'all remember the book about the prayer of Jabez? I mean, it was like a, it was a big time bestseller. Uh, that's back before Christian books became bestsellers, but now we know that many of them have become bestsellers and sell millions of copies. But when he said this word expand, I thought, well, Lord, what do you mean by that? And and, and he was just immediately I was taken to the prayer of Jabez. So we're going to look at the prayer of Jabez this morning because I mean, I believe it means so much more than even I have thought that it meant before. And I've read the book and I've been I've heard the sermons and they kind of quit after a while because it, that popularity of it kind of stopped, you know. But there's so much truth in these two scriptures, two verses of the Bible in the Old Testament about a guy that we don't know much about. And all these commentaries, well, it could have been this, this, and this, and he could have done this, this, and this. He could have prayed for this, this, and this. And you know what? All they're doing is conjecture. They're just trying to figure out really what happened. And all we have is two verses. I know there was a city named or a town named Jabez, but it, really there's no connection there that you can really find scripturally. So we're going to look at this prayer of Jabez. That, can you go ahead and put it up on the screen? This prayer of Jabez and uh, this, it's in First Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Can I get the expanded version? I want the expanded version because my word is expand. <laughs> okay. How many of you have a, ever looked at that translation, the Bible, the expanded version? I need to expand your horizons. <laughs> the expanded, it really breaks. It's kind of like a modern, more modern version of the amplified version. Anybody heard of the amplified it, it takes it and, and it describes it and, and explains it a little bit more, but in a little bit different language. I really do enjoy the expanded Bible as a devotional Bible. I don't preach from it much, but there was a, uh, was a man named Jabez who was more respected, and that means honorable or honored and known, than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez. Now, that sounds like the word for pain. Whoo! How about that one? Because she said, I was in much pain when I gave birth to him. How many women have had babies? How many of you had pain when you had to birth your baby? How many of you named your kid ba- Jabez? Anybody? So I'm thinking, well, all the women that had child, children born in pain, that we ought to have a lot of little Jabezes running around. But see, we don't because many of you had epidural. So how come you didn't name your kid epidural? Hey, Epi, come on. Epi, get in the house. But isn't that funny how they would name people after? It's kind of, it was, well, we'll go further. Verse 10. Next verse there. 
Jabez prayed to the God of Israel, please do good things for me and give me more land. Stay with me and don't let anyone hurt me. Then I won't have any pain. And God did what Jabez said. That's the two verses. Now, God was talking of genealogies, and genealogies are very important in the Bible. Now, I know when you're younger and you're reading through those, you kind of skip through them because you can't pronounce any of the name, the words anyway, right? But God is very, he was very meticulous about making sure that you knew about genealogies. But in the midst of all these genealogies in First Chronicles 4, and you can go back and read that. Don't, need, don't read it now. But he put these two verses just poof, out of nowhere. He talks about this man named Jabez. So there had to be some importance about Jabez that God wanted us to get some some truth from. So this morning, we're going to talk about our God as a God of expansion. Amen? God wants to expand your thinking. He wants to expand his kingdom. He he's, Everything about God is he wants it to be bigger. He wants to go higher. He wants to go wider. He wants to go deeper. That's our God. He's that kind of a God. So this morning, I want you to focus on a God that, that takes what we think is, is okay, but he says, no, that's not okay. I want you to have the more. We serve a God of abundance. Amen? And so when, when I'm looking at scriptures, I'm thinking, I could have picked so many examples in the Bible of, of expansion that God showed through the Word of God. Listen, thinking about, thinking about Abraham. Abraham was happy. He had his, had his wife and everything was cool. He had, his, he, had his, his, he had all of his animals and everything. And God said, listen, I know you're old, Abraham, but I'm going to expand your territory. I'm going to give you more kids. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you descendants that are numbered more than the stars in the sky and the sands of the sea. Now, I think that's a God of expansion, don't don't you? He wanted to expand his horizon, so to speak. He told Joshua, I know Joshua, for 40 years, you guys have enjoyed the wilderness. Man, you've had this, you enjoyed the same clothes. Man, how would you like to wear the same clothes for 40 years? The same shoes. Some of you guys uh, got the same underwear. I know. That was my favorite pair, baby. Don't, don't be throwing those out, but they got holes in them. Yeah, but they're my favorites. You know? And But they were wearing the same thing for 40 years. They were just going marching around this world. How would you like to eat the same food every day? Manna and quail. Woo! How many? I bet a cookbook back then, Debbie, was 101 ways to cook quail, you know? Because he's one of those quail. What are we having for dinner, honey? Quail. What are we having for breakfast, honey? Quail. What are we having for lunch? Quail. <laughs> quail sandwich, quail salad, whatever. They had quail. For 40 years, they're doing the same thing over and over. And God said, listen, Joshua. There's some land there, and I want you to go into that territory, and this kingdom's going to expand. It's been waiting there for you. I've already promised it to you. So our God is a God of expansion, right? He wants us to have the more. Amen? He gave Job. Remember all the things that Job went through? At the end, go back, go read the ending. It's a good ending because he got double and sometimes and many times much more than what he had at the beginning after he endured and after he persevered. God wanted to give him more. God is about expanding our boundary lines. Listen, God wants you to think outside the box this morning. Listen, when I love the story of Peter in the boat. Don't y'all love that story? Man, it's just almost like a fairy tale, right? But it really happened. And the, the storm comes up. Jesus shows up. They think he's a ghost. When they figure out it's Jesus, only Peter, only one in the boat out of all the disciples, he said, hey, I would like to do that. That sounds pretty cool, God. Jesus, can I come out on the water? And Jesus said, well, you're going to have to change the way you think, Peter. Really, didn't he? I mean, you asked me to step out of a boat at Lake Nazareth where I know it's deep and say, come on out. Well, I would have to have a change of thinking. Some people want to be baptized out here in this country river. I'd have to have a change of thinking on that. Stuff's nasty. 
I said, we'll have a baptism out there, then we have to have a healing service for all the junk. Yeah. Seriously. But he, Peter, listen, I never thought about this way, but when I'm thinking, of, Peter had to have a repentant heart or a change of thinking. That's what the word repent means, change the way you think. He had to change the way he thought about water. So he had to get out of the boat, and he had to defy gravity. He had to, and I still, in my mind, I've always worked this over and Terry in my mind of thinking, how, how did it feel? Did he step? Did it feel like concrete? Did y'all see Bruce Almighty? He's just walking across the water, you know. Did it feel like concrete or was it just nothing there? And you're just like, whoa, I don't know how it felt. But he had his eyes on Jesus. He had a repentant heart. He changed the way he thought and he knew God could do is change the circumstance. So he expanded his thinking. See, some of you have been locked into a mindset and you haven't allowed God to expand your thinking. And renew your mind, the Bible says. See, we've been transformed by the world instead of by the Word of God. We think like the world instead of the Word of God. We want to do things like the world does instead of the way the Word of God teaches us to do things, right? So that's, what, that's when God says, man, show the people, tell the people, I am a God of expansion. Not just in the physical, but in the mental, in the spiritual. I'm a God of expansion. Jesus, when he came on the scene, he was the, he was the new rabbi in town. Do you all understand that? A lot of people don't really understand the fact that Jesus was a rabbi. And when a rabbi hit about, when they hit about 30, they'd gone through all the schooling, and everybody wants to hear the new rabbi. So it's like bringing the new evangelists into town. So Jesus shows up, and he's teaching differently. He's expanding their mind. He's expanding their thinking. He said, you have heard that it was said not to look on a woman and lust after her. Or, no, no, he said, you have heard that it said not to commit adultery. He said, but I say to you. Don't even look at a woman in lust in your heart. It's the same as adultery. He said, you've heard it said, don't kill, don't kill, don't kill. He said, I said, don't even hate your brother because if you hate your brother, you're killing them. So he was expanding, man. They, they were like, whoa, I know what the word says, but I hate my brother. And so I thought it was okay to hate him as long as I didn't put a knife in their back. And Jesus said, no, you can't even hate somebody. So he was expanding their thinking. That's why they had to have parables. He was, he was teaching them all these new truths, and they had to have parables, and he would give them parables, and they go, well, we still don't understand what that parable means. So he would teach the parable, the meaning to them in private groups so they could finally get an understanding of what he was trying to say because he was expanding their thinking. He wants to expand your territory this morning. He wants to expand your faith. Look at the, the Great Commission. I love it because they call it the Great Commission, not the so-so commission, not the little commission, not the, the you know, they call it the Great Commission. How many of you heard it called the Great Commission? Matthew 28. Many of you learned it as a child if you went through, through, through Sunday school or through one of those programs that they teach you how to memorize Scripture. This is a great one to memorize. And Jesus said, he spoke to them. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of how many nations? How many nations? He's saying, go and expand my territory, expand my kingdom, isn't he? Right? Come on, track with me. Are you hearing me? He said, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them like Modesto was baptized this morning in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said how to baptize. He said right there, he said, this is how you baptize. A lot of people want to argue with that, but listen, that's what it says. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, teaching them to observe how many things? All things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. How, how often is he with us? Always, and even to what? The end of the age or the end of time, the end of the world. He is with us, and he says, so be it. Amen. So God says, I want to expand my territory. I have, 
I've got 12, 11 guys really at that time. He said, I've got 11 guys that I poured into, and I want you 11 to go, and the rest of them, the peripheral disciple that showed up in the upper room. He said, I want you to go and change the world. I want you to go and take the world for Jesus Christ. And that mandate, guys, ladies, that mandate has not changed. He's still calling us to go and expand the world and expand his kingdom. Right? So how do we do that? Well, we have to have the power to do that. Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, comes upon you. And then what, then what happens when the Holy Spirit comes on you? He says, you shall be witnesses to me or of me in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria. And here he goes again. I want to expand my kingdom beyond San Angelo and Tom Green County in Texas and the United States and to the ends of the earth. He wants his kingdom to encompass everybody. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance. Everybody. That's a big kingdom, isn't it? So he gives us the the mandate and he gives us the power to do what he has called us to do. And that will only happen, listen, church, if we allow God to expand our faith, our faith. Started started to use that one song that we do a lot of times called Let Faith Arise. Let faith arise. We need the faith that says get out of the boat and do the impossible because the impossible, the man that does, the God that does the impossible lives inside of you. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave, the same power that commands the dead to wake lives in us, lives in us. In Matthew 14, I love, I love these, when, when Jesus fed the 5,000. How many remember that story? 5,000 men, okay? Five loaves and how many fish? You know, those fish probably weren't very big. Five loaves, and two, five loaves of bread, two fish, and he fed 5,000 men. Women and children were added. So some people estimate it could have been as many as 15,000 people there. Okay? And he expanded. He enlarged the territory of that food, didn't he? He made it supernaturally grow and multiply. And he fed all of those people. But some of you may not know, but that in the next chapter, he fed 4,000 men and their families with seven loaves of bread and a few fish. He had more to work with. <laughs> Less people, more to work with. Now, but verse chapter 16 is the most interesting of, those, of that trilogy of feeding people. I want you to look at a couple of verses in chapter 16, Matthew 16. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, this is, they just had this take place, these two miracles. They, they came to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread. Listen, they had leftover bread, remember? They had 12 baskets, seven. They had enough leftover. They forgot the bread. How many of you husbands, your wives send you to the store, and you forget one thing? And it's usually the one thing that it takes to make whatever mom's going to make. <laughs> You mean you didn't get the hamburger meat? How can I make spaghetti without the hamburger meat? Right? And we go, but see, they forgot the bread. And Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He's talking in spiritual terms about the sin that had crept in. And they reasoned. Listen, I want you to underline this in your Bible. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Guys. This is a problem in the church. This is a problem with a lot of people. It's a problem with me sometimes. We reason among ourselves. Hmm. Wonder how we're going to figure this out. Well, I know. We get an app for it. We get a program. We call somebody in. We get an expert. He said they reason among themselves, saying it's because we have taken no bread. And Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Oh, you of what? Little faith. 
Why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? He said, why are you trying to figure this out? Don't you remember? Listen to what he says to them. He's chastising them. He's rebuking them. Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five that fed the 5,000 and how many baskets you took, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? He said, have you already forgot how great and big I am? Have you already forgotten how my father can multiply? See, some of you, you've tithed all of your life, and all of a sudden you hit a financial crisis, and you quit tithing because you forgot how good God is. You forgot his, his principles of, of reaping and sowing, right? And we go, oh, we panic. How are we going to do this? How are we going to pay this bill? We have been through so many things in this body of believers. And when we were searching for a building, how are we going to get the money for this building? They want $400,000. And they dropped the price to $200,000. And we thought, well, if we get a grant, we'll get a, maybe we can get a men's home downstairs and we get a grant for this building for $200,000. I was looking at the letter the other day. I had to look for some papers. And I found that letter from, from, the, uh, from the grant company. And they said, I'm sorry, we can't issue this grant for you at this time. And I had to go back and tell the church. I, I forgot how many people there were. weren't many. Had to go back and say, hey, we didn't get the grant. And my wife, God bless her, she has a gift of faith. She said, it's not going to come the way you think it's going to come. You're not going to get the money. We tried to get a loan at the bank. We, had, we thought, well, we can get a loan at the bank. They said, well, you've got this, this, this problem. You, I'm not, we're not going to take a risk on you. And one of the guys in our group and our leadership at that time said, I know we can figure out how to get this loan. And that's when my wife stepped up and said, it's not going to come the way you think it's going to come, guys. We were reasoning among ourselves. Next time you want to try to figure out your situation, your circumstance among yourselves, I would say good luck, but I don't believe in luck. Have at it. <laughs> Go for it. Because it's not going to work out the way you want it to or the way God wants it to work out. You may force some things. You may see some things. You may, oh, I've been blessed here and I've been blessed there. But it's not God. It's because you've, it's of your own doing. And down the road you'll figure that out. So he says, don't you understand all the things that I've done for you? God wants to remind you this morning of how deep, how wide, how great his love is and his provision is for you. We cannot settle as a church. We cannot settle for reasoning among ourselves. If we do that, church, we will stay small and faithless. We've got to get outside the box and think, God, how do you want to expand our territory? How do you want to expand our territory? Going back to the prayer of Jabez in the New King James Version, it says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. Now, the first thing I want you to see, we're going to go through really quickly some points on how we expand how have we allowed God to expand our territory? Okay, y'all ready for this? Because we're going to go quick. What made him honorable? The first thing we, th- we see is that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, we don't even know the de- definition. I mean, why he was considered honorable. I, I believe that it was Moses that wrote Chronicles. I don't know why we considered him to be uh, honorable except by the rest of the prayer that he prayed. That's defining his honor, okay? He, he, was, he was honorable more than the rest of his brothers. We don't even know about the rest of his brothers. We just know that he was honorable. Listen, I think when we begin to step into the things of God and expand the kingdom of God, honor becomes, it, it's, it's kind of equated to me, the way I, I was reading the scripture, with our character and our integrity. 
You know, if we're going to operate outside of integrity and outside of character, operating in lies and operating in the gray area as a church, God's not going to call us honorable. We'll, we'll not expand the kingdom of God in, in power. But a lot of us do that. We, that's when we reason among ourselves. We're not honorable when we do that because we're not respecting God and knowing that God is the one that's in charge and not us. So he was honorable more than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Listen, the names that they would give their children back then were very important. And she gave him a name, a cursed name. Understand that? That's not a good name. What's your name? Pain. Hey, how you doing? Sorrow. Hey, grief, come here. We've got a question for you. All these things, that's what his name was. And how can you, can you imagine living with a stigma? That'd be like calling your kid idiot. Hey, that, what's your son's name, idiot? What, really? I mean, people, they say that about their kids. But it was almost as if she, was, she cursed him because of what happened to her. She cursed her son with that name. And I'm going to tell you this morning, we believe that names are important. They believe that names are important. But sometimes you've got to go against the grain of whatever your name is. Sometimes you've got to believe for the opposite. If somebody said, this is about you, then you say, no, in the, by the power of the blood of Jesus, I am not what that name says I am. Because I know some of you, if you looked up the meaning of your name, you go, well, mine's not so good. But listen, you don't have to live out whatever the declaration of your name says. If it's a good positive declaration of your name, yes, live it out. Live it out. But if it's a negative, you need to jump onto the, the, the reverse of it. And say, this is just like Jabez did. He jumped onto it. He said, well, we'll see it in his prayer. But I want you to know this morning that Jabez did not allow the word curse of his mother to, to depict or, or lead him into his future, whatever he was going to be. He's not going to allow that to define his destiny. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Listen, he called on the God of Israel. Say he called on the God of Israel. He could have called on a lot of people, but he called on God. There were a lot of idols back in that day. He could have called on a lot of the other idols. He could have called on Baal. He could have called on this, this God or that God. He called on the right God. See, it's important that you know when you pray who you're praying to. Listen, I know some people, they, they get into these programs, of 12-step programs. They say, well, listen, if you just focus on that light bulb, if you just talk to that light bulb, that light bulb. Listen, that's a bunch of baloney. And in the Greek, that is balagna, right? Just to see if you're tracking with me. That Hebrew is baloney. Listen, we need to know who we're praying to. We need to acknowledge who we're praying to. When you pray, it's not to the man upstairs. Listen, I know some of you guys say that. Listen, I'm just quit saying it. He's not the man upstairs. That is a negative. That is just like a uh uh-uh. No, he's not the big guy in the sky. He's not. Listen, we honor God. He's Jehovah Jireh. He, he, is, he is God Almighty. He is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Don't denigrate him to our, our, the way we want to talk to him. See, that's reasoning among yourselves. Oh, he's just the big guy in the sky. No, he's not. And I will throw this in because I've heard it said before, and I've thrown it in a few other sermons. Please, guys, don't call your wife your old lady. I heard that in jail one time. This guy was telling yeah, my old lady's going to come down. I said, so who? Man, I got in his face. I, I think he never called her old lady again. Man, that's putting her down. Man, that's your wife. That's who God has given you. She's not your old lady. But see, we get, we get caught up in stuff like that, guys, and we, we need to know. That's a word curse, okay? We need to know who we're calling on. Psalm 121, David knew who he was calling on. He said, I will lift my eyes to the hills. 
from whence comes my help? He's, he's quite, where, where does my help come from? My help, he says, comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He knew who he was calling on. I believe that Jabez knew who he was calling on. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, my mom's favorite scripture passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding or your own reasoning. Right? In all your ways, acknowledge him and what? He shall direct your path. He'll make the crooked path straight. Do not be wise. See, this is the reasoning. This is your own reasoning. Do not be wise in your own flesh or in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Listen, you don't think this goes along with Jabez's prayer? He said, he did, I don't want evil anymore. I don't want the pain anymore. I don't want to give pain anymore. It will be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. Amen? You acknowledge who you're praying to when you pray. When you bow down, dear Lord, God in heaven, pray. And, and acknowledge who Jesus is in your life. And then he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now, that word, that, that some people think, well, that's pretty arrogant to ask God to bless you. Don't you think it's okay to ask God to bless you? You know, it's okay because he wants to bless his children. Do your kids come up and ask you for things? Yeah, too many times. <laughs> but when your kids come up and request something, and you know it's in line with, with what would be good for them, don't you want to be able to give it to them? And they come and say, Daddy, I need this. I, I've got this school project, and would you help me with it? Yes, I want to bless you. And he says, would you bless me indeed? Bless me, Lord. He's the God of no limitations. He says, expand my territory. Look at the rest of that. And enlarge my territory. Say, enlarge my territory. Expand my horizon. He wants to expand wherever, whatever you're thinking today, wherever box you put him in, he wants it to be bigger. Amen? What a bold prayer. We don't even know what he meant by that. But you know what he means by that for you. I'm praying that God would show me what that means for us. I was telling Mary Lou, I said, I don't, at the end of a series, and Ron Campbell's going to be here next Sunday, and and I'm going to have a little time off to see my daughter this week in Austin. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to just having some time just even in, to get along by myself, me and the Lord, and just hear from him and get some, get some, get some uh, wisdom and how to move forward because we're kind of guys, we're at a place that I don't know if you weren't here. La- I mean, if you were here last week, the second service was over. It was just packed. Well, I mean, we probably had five or four or five chairs left in here on the second service. And I believe that God's leading us. I've had uh, Joe Grimes as our administrator and drummer. He said, what are we going to do, Pastor? I said, well, we have the option to go to three services. He said, well, I hadn't thought of that. He said, but we need more space. The school is out of space downstairs. The, the food pantry wants to expand. And then we, we need property. We, we have a dream. Listen, guys, we have this dream of opening a, a, a store. And this, I want you to begin to pray about it. We have a dream to open a store possibly in the downtown area, that's going to have nice clothing. It's not going to be like Goodwill. It's not going to be like Christians in Action. I'm not putting them down. But we're going to have a nice store that we can sell clothes to and, and employ people that need employment and to, to organize and get these things done so we can fund missions, so we can fund missionaries, so that when somebody says we have a need, we'll have the money to do it. It won't be so we can get rich. It'll be so we can bless others. Begin to pray. God wants to expand our territory. And we already thought, how, how do we make this building bigger? Well, we can go out this floor. We can go out over the parking lot and have a covered parking and have a whole other big building out here. I don't know how God's going to do all that. But listen, we're not going to do it in our own reasoning. We're going to let God show us how to do this. 
Listen, if we would have if we'd have depended on our own reasoning, we'd be paying a mortgage right now. But when God says, no, don't do it that way, and we listen to the prophet of the Lord, and when they said, now we'll sell you the building for $98,500, we had the money in the bank and paid for it. That's God's economy. Amen? Yes. Huh? Oh, the name of the store. We got a name for the store. It's called Renewed. Isn't that good? I got online. I'm I'm not really good online finding out about names, but I I typed in. We like to get to try to get this domain domain name, renewed.org. I got an email back from some uh, some lady that handles those things. Well, the people that own that name, they're willing to sell you that name for seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I said really awesome. We'll give you seventeen dollars. You know. They're, they have their reasons, and if we were reasoning, oh, $17,000 for a domain name, yeah, that's, some people would go, that's not bad. We're, we're not, that's not God, you know? So Wes said, well, God's going to show us how to get the right domain name. So, Renewed Center, there's a lot of, lot of ways you can do that, yeah. Amen. So if you've got a, any ideas on that, God ideas, let us know. He said, enlarge my territory. Paul prayed a similar prayer. I, I love this. I've used this passage many times. I know we're getting close to the end, but turn to Ephesians chapter 3. This is a little lengthier prayer version than Jabez's, but he said, for this reason, Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, I bow my knees to the Father. He's praying. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may also be may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that listen, here's the God of expansion, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now listen, when we're filled with all the fullness of God, he says, now to, his, now to him, this is Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, as one version says, or imagine, according to the power, say power, the power that works in us, to him be the glory in Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, he wants to expand. He, Paul was saying, guys, my God is big. He wants to expand the He wants to expand the church at Ephesus. He wants to expand your thinking. He wants to grow your faith. He wants you to know that you can do anything with Christ, that nothing is impossible. See, expansion comes through God's power. When you go back to the prayer of Jabez, it says that your hand would be with me or upon me. That symbolizes in the Old Testament the power of God. When you may your that your hand would be with me, according to the power that works in us, Ephesians three twenty says. And that you would keep me from evil. Listen, that I may not cause pain. He says, my very name is pain. I don't want to be associated with causing pain. Keep me from evil. That's kind of like the Lord's prayer, right? Deliver us from evil. He says, I don't want to be about the evil. I want to be about God. I don't want to be about the darkness. I want to be about the light. I don't want to be a man that causes pain. I want to, I want to be a healer. You look at the opposites of these things. He says, I don't want to be that. I want to be this. I don't want to be what the enemy says I am. I want to be who God says that I am. 
See, we're supposed to be people that lay hands on the sick and they recover, not lay hands on the sick and they die. We're supposed to be about God's business, not our business. I love the fact that Jabez was not going to allow whatever had been named, the name that he had, or he did not allow his past to define who he really was. That's knowing your identity, church. So God granted him what he requested. He was honorable. He knew who he was praying to. He knew who he was in Christ. And he wanted to be blessed so he could be a blessing. He wanted to bless, be blessed so he could be a blessing to others. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, some people would like to take that scripture and just rip it out of their Bible because they don't see God doing what they've asked. Some people ask, because they, but they ask amiss, and they don't see God move because God says, no, nah, I'm not moving there because that's not my, according to my will. But Jabez prayed according to God's will because we know that because God granted his request. So would you stand this morning? We have our ministry team to the front, please. Altar ministry team. Because some of you this morning, you've been challenged to expand your territory. You've been challenged to expand your thinking. Religion taught you one thing. God says, I want to teach you something else. I want to teach you what the Spirit wants to teach you. So we put God, maybe we put him in a box. I know I did. At one point in my life, I put God in a box, and he said, I want out. I want out. And I had to believe for more. And God says, I, I am the God of more. If you'll just expand your thinking, yield more, you'll receive more. Right? So this is my prayer for you this morning. How will God, how does God want to expand your territory? As an individual, first and foremost. For some of you, it's, it's simply saying, I don't even know Jesus and you're going to step out of this boat and you're going to believe that the Jesus that died on the cross for you 2,000 years ago was raised from the dead for you 2,000 years ago that ascended and it sits at the right hand of the Father. Right now, he's praying for you to have your mind altered, your repentant heart, come to, to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe up until today, you've said, no, 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 there's nothing. There's nothing more. This is it. And today, he's going to change the way you think. And you would say yes to Jesus. That's the first invitation, that you would come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The second invitation is this. What's in your heart that God wants to expand? Where, where are you at in your walk that God says, listen, you've been in the boat too long. I can change the water underneath your feet. You, you've got to believe that he can do that. And it may not feel like you want it to feel. It may feel different than you thought it was going to feel, but he wants you to get out of the boat and expand the way you think. Maybe it's your prayer life. Maybe it's your, maybe it's your scripture life. Maybe it's, your, maybe it's the ministry God's given. I don't know what it is, but God wants to expand it. He said, I've got a promised land for you. Would you, would you cross the Jordan? Get out of the wilderness. 
Get out of the same old clothes. Get out of the same old thinking. Cross the Jordan and discover that I have so much more for you. I've got a land flowing with milk and honey. Bow your heads, please. Close your eyes. Father, this morning, I believe your word is so powerful that it has done surgery this morning on the hearts of your people. For those that have been just stagnant, stationary in their life, you're you're doing some surgery even right now. And you're opening their heart to see and experience some more of you. There's, there are people here this morning that don't even know why they're here. But if they were to die today, they would not know where they were going to spend eternity. But they can know, if they give their lives to you, that they would spend eternity with Jesus. By simply, by faith saying, Jesus died for me and rose for me, I accept him. I make him my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of all my sins. If that's you this morning, you don't know Jesus, but you'd like to know him in a very personal way. I'm just going to ask you to step out while everybody, everybody's eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around. If you don't know Jesus Christ this morning, I just ask you to step out and come. and Let one of these folks here at the front pray for you. They'll take you to the side room. They're not, you won't have to stand up here. And This time, they're going to take you and just pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else? If you don't know Jesus this morning, you're not sure that you're sure. And you want to know him this morning. If you, want to, if you want to step from darkness to light, just step out and come. We'll pray with you. Anybody else? And for the rest of you, how many of you, just open your eyes, look up here. How many of you want your, your territory expanded? How many, how many want your territory enlarged? Wow. Look around. Y'all hold your hands up high. If you really want that, guess what? Get ready. Get ready. Begin to pray the prayer, Jabez. Begin to pray the prayer that, God, I want everything you have for me. And he's going to expand your territory. So this morning, some of you need prayer for healing. And you have never believed that God could actually heal you. And he's expanding the way you think this morning to believe that he wants to heal you today. If you need prayer for healing for anything this morning, I believe the atmosphere is just right for somebody to get healed. So if you need prayer for healing, whatever it is, would you just step out and come? Maybe it's your back. Maybe it's your knees. Maybe you've been diagnosed with something, and God wants to heal you today. Step out and come. Come on, we'll pray for you. Is there anybody else? Come on. Just believe that God wants to touch you this morning and heal you. And we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle in this place and outside these walls, and God wants to touch you this morning. Believe that he can do that first. Believe that, that it's his will to heal you. Listen, will you want to come on Wednesday night? If you don't know much about healing, we're doing a whole series on healing about how you and, my, and I are commanded to go and lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. How many of you received healing from God before? Raise your hands up. Amen. It's supernatural healing. He heals. He, he can just touch you this morning and heal you. So we all, if, God's, if you need prayer for healing this morning, we're going to ask you to step out and come. Step out and come. These ladies right here will pray for you. Anybody else? Backs, knees, migraines, anybody suffering from migraines? Just God wants to heal you this morning. That those things will not dog you anymore. Okay. Y'all may be seated. <laughs>